Welcome to the Opera Cheat Sheet. I'm Sinjin Flynn of Houston Public Media. And I'm Eric Skelly of Rocco, the River Oaks Chamber Orchestra. And this time, we're talking about Handel's Partenope, Eric, which debuted in London in 1730. And it's a bit different from what we normally expect from Handel, which is usually opera seria, very serious opera. This is not serious at all. <laughs> this is pretty silly, actually. It's like uh, Hitchcock's film The Trouble with Harry, which was a comedy. And, of course, you don't think of Hitchcock as being a director of comedies. Right, right. And this is Handel's The Trouble with Harry. This is his uh, light-hearted Yeah. Or, piece. Or, or Wagner's Meistersinger, although I'm not sure I would quite compare the two <laughs> <laughs> musically by any stretch of the imagination. Handel, at this point, is still in his Italian phase. He's still writing these Italian operas that were so popular in London. And this, obviously, is one of those. Partenope is Queen of Naples, sort of like the founding queen of Naples. This is many years ago. And everybody wants to marry her, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> apparently so, because in this opera, there's at least three. If not four. If not four. And that's true. <laughs> yes. That's right. Three and a half, let's say. Okay. So as the opera opens, we are in Naples, in antiquity, and in the first scene... Partenope is in her throne room where there's this big statue of Apollo and she is entertaining guests and among them is the handsome and dashing prince. Have you ever heard of an ugly prince? The handsome and dashing... <laughs> Not an art. <laughs> the handsome and dashing prince Asace of Corinth who is after her. Yes. And in addition to him, we have another prince, Prince Armindo of Rhodes, who also is in love with Partenope, but he's kind of a wimp. <laughs> at least he seems to be at the beginning here. He's a shy person. He's a wallflower. He's a wimp. Yes. <laughs> he loves her, but he's afraid to tell her. So she doesn't know. And then in the midst of all this comes... We think another suitor to be, uh, another prince, ostensibly, Prince Eurimene, except he's not really a prince. A prince. It's is a princess. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even a princess, but he's definitely a she. It is Rosmira. And who's princess that? Princess Rosmira. She was dumped at the altar in Corinth by Asace. Suitor number one. Suitor number one. To Partenope. Right. So, Rosmira has taken on this disguise as this prince, uh, Eurymene, and she has hunted Asace down because he jilted her and she wants, presumably, some sort of revenge. Or to get him back. Or to get him back, even. if she, I mean, you know, once bitten, twice shy, you'd think. But Yeah, so, you know, to all of us, that's the lesson to take from here. If you, you know, want to get your ex back, just press and drag <laughs> and go get him. That's right. That, that's how it works. Unfortunately, or perhaps fortunately, I don't know, but, but as soon as Asachi sees Eurymini, yes. 
he recognizes that it's Rosemira yeah. right off the bat. She obviously does not do good drag. Apparently not. And when they are alone, Asachi confronts her and says, what the hell do you think you're doing? <laughs> and she, she says, I've come to berate you for your inconstancy. And then he tells her he still loves her. Oh. And Rosmira says, well, you can prove that by promising not to reveal who I really am or that I am a woman. And Asache swears to do that. So there's our next takeaway. If you want to, if you want to know that the person you're with really loves you, dress in drag and make them swear not to tell. <laughs> See all the things we're learning from this opera? Yes. <laughs> and then Yorimini has a conversation with Armindo, who is sad. He's moping about because he's in love with Patanipe, but he doesn't have the courage to tell her. Because he's a wimp. Because he's a wimp. <laughs> Plus... He sees that Partenope is quite taken by Asache. Oh, uh, yeah. So what Rosmira realizes in conversation with Armindo is that Armindo loves Partenope for who she is, not for what she is. Not because she's queen. And for her power or her money. Right. He just loves her as a girl. Genuinely. Yes. Right. Whereas the inference being that Asache is in love with Patenepe because she's a queen, because of her power, her prestige, her authority, etc. Right. But Armindo says that he cannot bring himself to say anything to Patenepe because he thinks she prefers Asache. Patenepe herself has noted that Armindo is a bit mopey. Is a bit mopey. And she asks him what the matter is. Dude, <laughs> what's up? What's your problem? What does he say? He comes clean and tells her he loves her. To which she replies, well, that's tough because I've already got Asache. <laughs> and then, of course, hearing this, Rosmira steps forward as... Erimene. As Erimene, or uh -huh. Erimene, whatever her name is. Whatever, whatever his, his, his name his is. His name is. Erimene. <laughs> because it's just not complicated enough yet. <laughs> and he, Eurimene. in inverted commas, says that he loves Partenope too. Because he wants to keep Partenope away from Arazace, whom he actually, she, Loves because she's there because Arazache in, in the beginning ditched her at the altar. So now she's a he pretending to be in love with Partenope to keep Arazache and Partenope away from each other. It's <laughs> a great way. It's a great way to get your uh, your boyfriend back. Oh yeah. Say <laughs> that you're in love with the, the queen that he's in love with. Nothing like the direct route. Of course, <laughs> what what this does as well, Urimeni's outburst. Her declaration of love upsets Armindo as well because he's he, now got another person to contend with. Yeah. Somebody who he thought was on his side. His odds are dwindling. <laughs> so now we've got, hang on. Now we've got, we've got, 
We've got Asachi, Asachi Amindo, Amindo, Erimene. Erimene. That's three. Uh-huh. And then just at the end of Act One, number four comes in. Prince, Prince Emilio of Kumai. The neighboring kingdom of Kumai. Yeah. And this guy, of course, tries the subtle approach. <laughs> that's, that's right. This one's really subtle because he just happens to show up with his army. With an army and says, marry me or I'll attack. <laughs> marry me or it's war. Yeah. And, so, and to her credit, Martinope yeah. says, forget it. Yeah. You want to fight? We'll fight. We will go to war because I will not be intimidated. And not only that, but I will go fight against you myself. I will put myself among my troops and we will fight. And then she asks Arzace to lead those troops against the armies of Prince Emilio. Which doesn't endear him or Partenope to the other three suitors. No. Then Armindo is left alone with Urimene. Armindo the wimp. <laughs> Armindo the wimp. <laughs> Just try to keep these guys straight. Right. You understand. And he tells Urimene that he is very down. He's very depressed because he, Urimene, is now his rival. But Urimene says, well, that's not really the case. Because Eurimene, as we know, is really Rosemira, <laughs> who has no intention of marrying Partenope, because he's a she. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> and that's where Act One ends. <sighs> Not a moment too you? soon. <laughs> Act Two begins with this battle between the two forces, the forces of Partenope and the forces of Prince Emilio of Kumai. Right. And Partenope wins. Yes. But in the course of that, she's rescued from uh, a perilous you know, point in the battle by none other than Armindo, Ooh. the perhaps not so wimpy. He must have left his wimpness at home. He did. Not only that, but in the course of the battle, Emilio is captured and is imprisoned. So... Partenope's won. Armindo has saved her life. Emilio has been captured. And Rosmira also fought as Urimene. Yes. She said, he, he, she, (laughs) that person says. Yes. (laughs) That it was I who captured Emilio. Yeah. And then um, Arsace Arsace comes forward and says, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh, that was me. That was me. I did it. (laughs) And Orimene says, we're going to have a duel. We will duel this out. So Orimene challenges Arsace to a duel. Right. Meantime, Armindo, the not-so-wimpy anymore. (laughs) That's right. His, His stock has gone up. Big time. His, his odds have gone up. We've got one suitor in the clink. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so he's just got two now. And he and the prospect of one of the other suitors dying in the duel 
Mm, so possibly, very possibly. Armindo's looking good. He's looking good. But he does tell her once again how much he loves her. And this time she reacts much more favorably. Yeah, she thinks his stock is rising too. That's right. <laughs> Suddenly he's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Um, Alsace tries to patch things up with Rosemira. But she, she's not having it. She's not having it. But he is torn between his desire for Patanope and his love for Rosemira. End of Act Two. End of Act Two. Hmm. As Act Three opens, Rosemira, disguised as Urimene, is talking to Patanope and tells her that he, in inverted commas, has <laughs> challenged Asachi to a duel because he, in inverted commas, was sent by Princess Rosemira to avenge her honor on the man who dumped her, who jilted her at the altar. So she is a princess. So, I mean, is everybody a prince or a princess in this story? <laughs> Apparently. Um, yeah. Is there anyone who isn't a prince or a princess? Yeah, or Monty. Oh, okay. I don't think he is. Okay. And, and as far fact, as we know. In fact, we don't even know what he is because he's not here yet. Yeah, exactly. We, we, so <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Right. We haven't had to address him yet. All right. So when Partenope hears Urimene's story, she asks Asachi if this is true. And he, and says, he yes. says yes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so Partenope says, in that case, then, I will have nothing more to do with you. And Armindo. Boy, is he is looking good. good. Boy, is he looking good now. <laughs> he's, a, he's the only one. <laughs> Emilio's in prison. Well, she doesn't know yet. Partenope doesn't know that Eurimene is, is a, a young girl. lady. <laughs> I know, but I mean, neither does Armindo. Correct. However, we do. Yes. So we know that Armindo he's it. is it. He's it. At the moment. <laughs> right. Asache. Is having a, he, he's in bed and he's having this sleepless night because he knows that the next day he's going to be expected to fight Yurimene. Right. Whom he has, who is really Rosemira, and he's promised that he won't tell anybody that Eurimene is Rosemira. And she's or a the, girl. Or a girl. Right. She's the girl that he loves, but he has to go fight her to the death. <laughs> So because as, he's made this promise. As he's tossing and turning in bed, who shows up in his room? Rosmira. But what they don't know is that Partenope is spying on them. Uh-oh. And when Asachi calls out Rosmira's name, Partenope reveals herself, accusing him of being a faithless traitor because... Presumably, he's still in love with Rosmira. Yeah. And then, of course, Yurimene <laughs> steps forward and does exactly the same thing. You traitor! <laughs> so he's got two of them standing there accusing oh. him of being faithless. What will he do? So the next morning, mm -hmm. they're going to have the duel between Arzace and Eurimene. But again, Asachi still has this dilemma. He cannot reveal Rosemira's identity. But he can't fight her either. Right. Because he knows she's a girl. 
So he gets this brilliant idea. Bing! <laughs> the light bulb goes off. Yes. He, uh, as part of the duel, as, as the challenged person in the duel, is allowed to dictate the rules of the duel. So he says, all right, we're going to fight with our shirts off. <laughs> <laughs> It's a brilliant stroke, isn't it? It is. It's brilliant. Because, it is. I mean, he puts... Now the onus is on her. That's right. So to speak. <laughs> so to speak, exactly. And Urimene sort of hesitates and looks around like, is this really true? I mean, does he really can get he to do decide? This? Can he really do this? And everybody says, yes, he can. <laughs> Take your shirt off. <laughs> so then Urimene has no choice but to admit that he is really a she. And she is, in fact, Princess Rosmira. And she does, in fact, love Arzace. And she takes him back. Yes. With the intention of them getting married. Yes. Pardon. So, Emilio is in prison. in prison, defeated. Yes. He will take his troops and go back home to Kumai, which means that there's only two people left. Partenope. And Armindo. The, the no wimp. longer wimpy. <laughs> the formerly wimpy. The ex-wimp. <laughs> and they presumably get married and live happily ever after. Aww. End of opera. End of opera. <laughs> That's just gloriously silly. It's as silly as anything Rossini ever wrote. But it's, it's fun for that reason, you know? And it's interesting, you know, to see Handel's take on something that was not... You know, the standard, his standard, the opera seria. This has that buffer quality that we will see in Mozart, etc. Right. And it, and it isn't quite um, the the parade of da capo arias that his opera serie are. Uh, it relies a lot more on quick-paced recitative. And, and shorter arias. And shorter arias and, uh, and, and more ensembles. And just, uh, just to move it along a little faster. So there is, in this opera, there is more ensemble writing than we would expect in a Handel opera. Right. But which we would expect from his oratorios. George Friedrich Handel's Partenope. That's this week's Opera Cheat Sheet. I'm Sinjin Flynn. And I'm Eric Skelly. Thank you for listening. <laughs>